to Robin and Joa Save the World, One Book at a Time, a spoiler-free podcast sponsored by the good folks at Koros Books. That's Koros with a Q. Hello, everyone. I'm Joa. And I'm Robin. Welcome to the Robin and Joa podcast. Today, we will be discussing Anatomy of a Scandal, miniseries currently airing on Netflix. Mm, Joa, what did you think? Well, I do want the listeners to know that I put you on on this show, by the way. So I referred Robin to this show. Yes, she did. I want to get kudos for that because I'm pretty sure you liked it, right? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> now, when it comes to the show, man, this this show has layers. Layers. So fun fact, I started this show uh, because I couldn't sleep. And um, I remember telling Robin offline, uh, I was like, I couldn't sleep, got up like at three something because my my congestion, my, my allergies was really bad. And I just, my own snoring was waking me up. That's so sad because that's how congested I was, Ooh. you know? I know. Yeah, that's that's the worst. And I have this vision of myself like I sleep like Sleeping Beauty, you know, all, <laughs> all nice and dainty. So when, when I hear out of my own throat go... I'm like, oh, who is that? How unladylike. And then I determine it's me. And um, I get so <laughs> depressed. I turn on the TV. <laughs> oh my goodness. I turn on the TV and start Netflix. And that's how I got into this show. It's amazing. It's about a politician that he gets caught up on, on adultery charges, but it evolves from there. Um, should I go? Should I say how it evolves? No, spoiling to, yeah, because yeah, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> so, strange sound in the background there, Joe. Are you okay? I, Have aliens <laughs> invaded? Do you need help? Tap twice if you need to yeah. set rescue. <laughs> That's Octavia telling Lento not to get close to her because they're not they're not friends yet, you know. So, Lento, got it. Yeah, Linta's on the other side of my Peloton, um, eyeballing her, but still with distance because Octavia has um, determined she needs a circle, you know. Ah, okay. <laughs> got it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, what can I say, though? I, I love the show. It has layers. It talks about relationships, uh, marital Mm. Um, issues. It talks about privilege, privilege, mm, in so a much way, about privilege, right? <laughs> and it talks about. Well, I don't, I don't know, because then I don't want to spoil it. But yeah, yeah, it is tough to discuss without spoiling yeah. it. But we're going to be really, really careful. So, in Anatomy of a Scandal, I like the fact that it was set in Britain because a lot of times. It does. It just does something. It is kind of wonderful to see a married couple, you know, having a spat in a posh accent. Just saying. <laughs> it is kind of wonderful. Um, it, we have Sienna Miller, who plays the politician's wife. And I like this. I like the idea of not naming the man politician. Yeah. So yeah. Anna, Sienna Miller plays the wife and does a very interesting job it's a very interesting role i believe it was six episodes this miniseries mm -hmm. and the incredible michelle dockery portrays an attorney a barrister rather mm -hmm. and my goodness michelle dockery who i first saw on downton abbey as lady mary wow she embodies then i saw her in godless where she's out you know in the wild west she really inhabits every role she's in. Michelle Dockery is amazing in this. Amazing. She's a whole different person yet again. That's good. I'd like for, you know, for actors to be chameleons. I think mm. that makes them really good because you forget, you know, who they are. You just see the character through them. And I think that's, that's yeah, that's important. It, it hooks mm -hmm. me. That's for sure. I didn't know her from Downtown Abbey or any. I, I've never watched Downtown Abbey. Don't kill Downton. me. Downton. Downtown Abbey. Abbey. Downton. Yeah. 
downtown. No, w, no second W. Downton. Downton. Yeah, Downton Abbey. Okay. It's, it's uh, not downtown. No, Downton. <laughs> Downton Abbey. <laughs> that goes to show you You've I've never, never seen that show. Wait, a, yes. wait, hold the phone. Hold <laughs> the phone. You've never seen Downton Abbey. No, I have not. I haven't seen it's Godless either. Kind really. of wonderful. Downton Abbey. Oh, Godless. I think you'd like, I really think you'd like Godless. So that's on Netflix too, by the way. Okay. Sure. So that now I'm going like to need to watch that. it. Uh, Downton Abbey is six, I believe it had six seasons, if I'm not mistaken. Each season was about four or five episodes, maybe, maybe six. And it's about an aristocratic family at the turn of the century in Britain. It talks about the war. I, it's kind of a, I, I don't want to say it is sort of a telenovela in a way, but it's, but the scope of it is bigger because it goes for six seasons, right? So you follow them through relationships and through war, through big war and through uh, changes in socioeconomic status and changes in privilege and power because the economy is changing. It, it's, it's interesting. It's and the costumes are to die for. Ew. The costumes and the cars alone are a good reason to watch it. The costumes and the cars are amazing. Ooh. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. My tea. <laughs> oh, sip your tea. Go ahead. Go ahead. So also the cinematography of Anatomy of a Scandal. I was really impressed early in the early episodes, they do a bunch of very effective jump cuts and mm -hmm. they took some effort and I really appreciate it. It's not shot like every other TV show or mm -hmm. movie or series in the world is shot. And I know there's a big meme of, we're going to talk about the reviews. I got a lot to say, uh, but there's a big meme of um, the main character, the politician rather, who is not our main character is received some news and he kind of like it's almost like he's being sucked backward into a vacuum and there's a big meme about that and people made a lot of fun of it and thought it was ridiculous i thought it was brilliant brilliant because it was the idea that he could have a consequence for his action mm -hmm. so much of this is about his absolute certainty that no matter what he did he was right that no matter what he did, he would win. Mm -hmm. They talk about it. They talk about uh, their last name is White House, which yeah. is also brilliant, by the I way. I know, right? Yeah. Just picture perfect last name for this family, this privileged, privileged family. Uh, they talk about, you know, we're White Houses. We win. You we know? win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's some very clever little moments and some kind of overt moments that I appreciated. There's a moment where said politician, said accused politician uh, is handing, he goes in his wallet and he's looking for what's in his wallet and he hands his, it shows his son a get out of jail free card. Ah, and, then, yeah. and then he hands his son one and he says, here, you have one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like everything. That's um, very telling, huh? <laughs> it's very telling. I, I just appreciated the exploration of being a rich white man and what that can do for you, past, present, future, because some of it is looking back at past events from the mm -hmm. university days, and some of it is in the present with the trial, and we really we are in the point of view. It's interesting too the shifting points of view, Joa. Yes, yes. Because we don't just stay in the point of view of of the Sienna Miller uh, wife character. We get the point of view of the attorney. Mm -hmm. We we briefly get other points of view too, which are it, it's very well done. I really appreciated the extra effort with cinematography and with yes, making yeah. it visually interesting. I, I really, really appreciated that. 
Same here. Same. I, and I noted that too, right away. Um, I, I don't think people understand how hard that is to do. And, and I really appreciate the craftsmanship and the work that went into it because the, the whole cut scene, you know, and, and also make it feel like it's flowing and it's progressing the story because that really is what's important here. Just, just the camera work that they do and yet the story continues to push forward and it flows very well and it doesn't give us whiplash when it comes to that. So they do have a little bit of strobing light situation though at the beginning of each episode and there's a note there to warn viewers about it. Uh, so, you know, if that bothers people, I suggest that they fast forward. But the story here is just, it's amazing because like you said, it explores the, the privilege of a white man Right. And uh, but it doesn't it does it in a very subtle way because it's it's showing you and then it shows you the different generations as well. And I don't know if you noted when this politician is talking to an older politician at the beginning. To me, that's like it kind of like it signify like a handoff. Yes. Of, right. You know, it's like boys will be boys. Hand power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Look, privilege. you know, yeah, it's OK. I've done it before, you mm -hmm. know, and, and now it's your turn to go through it and you too will be okay. That's the narrative there in that small scene. And then if the viewers have not watched it, I want you, instead of watching the two men, watch the expression on the wife, because Sienna Miller, man, uh, her face, it's amazing. It's amazing right there. I don't think she has a line, but just her face says it all. And, and you can tell how that bothers her so much. And it's almost like the chip in the marriage um, widens a little bit more, right? That crack starts getting longer. And, and you visualize all of this just based off of that little moment. And if I can explain this show to people, it'll be like that. It's just like just defining small moments in each episode that grows the story and pushes it forward and makes you ask questions about life in general. The way that people talk at the wife, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the way that even like strangers, acquaintances have the audacity to tell her, mm -hmm. they don't ask her, they don't check in with her. Mm -hmm. They just assume. They, they treat her like, like property, like mm -hmm. you will do what mm -hmm. I say. And mm -hmm. it's shocking. And mm -hmm. there are scenes where the husband so gaslights the wife. It is yes! amazing. The gaslighting oh. is constant and consistent. It's real and in here. Mm -hmm. he has done something wrong. That's not a spoiler. And he expects her to comfort him. And, yeah. he, and he cries most of all about the potential for losing his job. Yeah. That's what he cares about. His job and the power and the privilege that comes with mm. it too, you know, because mm -hmm. let, let's face it, he can get a job any, any other where, but it, it's not so much the job is what comes with that job, which is the power and the control that he gets. So it's, it's like, that from the very beginning, and that that's how I was explaining it to you when I was telling you about this show. It, it's just the the whole thing is about the wife and what she's going through it. But you yep. have her husband here just like pushing, centering himself and pushing his narrative yeah. forward. Like, look at me. You know, it's it's all about me. I'm so distraught. I'm so sad. Yes. And you can poor tell. Me. Yeah, poor me. And you can tell Sienna Miller is like the character is seething inside. And, and at first it's like she's holding back. But then you can see how kind of like she finds herself within her anger as the as the show progresses. And and I, I, I love how she portrays that character. She takes that character forward and it is just mm -hmm. it's amazing it's amazing to watch i really recommend this show to everyone and when she talks about that she lost her identity to mm -hmm. him and lost her sense of self i appreciated we saw that it was so believable it wasn't mm -hmm. just words because we saw that we saw all these different men telling her what was happening telling mm -hmm. her what she would do of course she was lost like mm -hmm. so much pressure from outside mm -hmm. and no one was asking 
the right questions. And no one was considering the cost to her, which was kind of shocking at how much, you know, at how willing people were to talk at her, to tell her what to do and how no one really considered the cost to her or what she thought or felt. It was dehumanizing. It was degrading. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or to, or to comfort her, not not even, not even her husband. And that it, I was so angry most of the time watching this show because it's like, he is mad at her if she misses a trial, right? Or or if she doesn't want to be part of it or if she pushes back on that. And yet she's still expected to go pick up the kids. She's still expected to um, do all her duties that she was doing before without no time to herself to process, to see how she feels. And they automatically assume she's just going to stay with the husband. Why do they automatically assume that? Why? Because he has the power and the money. And then, and then she asks, you know, she tells him that she's thinking about working and, and the way that he gaslights her about that. I'm like, what mm-hmm. the WTF? What, what is wrong with that? What about if she does want to start that over? What about if she, she wants to, you know, do, do a job again, you know, what's it to you? And it just shows how controlling uh, that husband is. And, and I, I think this is me assuming based on the character portrayal that the husband is more into how he can control the narrative and how he can control the wife and the picture of that happy marriage as opposed to him really loving this person. Yeah. You know, he loves the scenario. Yes. He loves the scenario. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Man, I was so angry. (laughs) I, I, There was something, I'm not sure that we've really expressed how addictive this is because right from the start, it pulled me in and right from the start, I was curious. And there is some dark subject matter, friends, content warning provided here, but it is very well done. The cinematography, as we already have said, is wonderful. The jump cuts are clever. There's a freshness to this and there is a twist at the end. And this is going to be spoiler free, Mm -hmm. but... I don't know. What'd you think about the twist? Hmm. Spoiler free. Spoiler free. Yes. So I saw the twist coming, not going to lie, just because of the, the, the jump cuts and everything else and how it kept going back and forth. Nevertheless, it's very realistic on how sometimes justice is not served mm. for, for individuals because that happens more often than not in real life. And right here we're seeing it being portrayed and um i think it was i think it was well done it was it was well done yeah yeah and it upped the stakes like the Mm -hmm. twist ups the stakes and it does make you wonder you know which way is this gonna go Mm -hmm. there's some interesting moments too when the politician is on the stand at the trial (laughs) accused of adultery where he's very and tears (laughs) oh well, he is, yes, he has a performance. It's very, I'm embarrassed for him at some of his performance, but, but also he becomes aggressive with the attorneys and the attorneys in this case are all female. Oh, mm-hmm. and here's another thing we have to talk about. So obviously adultery, right? Mm-hmm. If adultery is the topic, then we have to talk about was there was there sex involved mm-hmm. and i love the fact i really thought it was very well done that they were in a trial talking about sex in a way that was not at all sexy mm-hmm. i really loved it i noted that right away yeah, the yeah. Trial. i was like oh yeah i can digest it this way you see what i'm saying yes. yeah yeah I think that was very, very well done. I think I'd yeah. like to see more of that. Yeah. Kudos to the writer. I, I like how kudos everything was explained. Yeah. To the writer and kudos to the director. Yeah. Really, really well done. Really well done. David E. Kelly was involved in this. And you can tell David E. Kelly, you know, who's produced so many shows in America, um, you can t- successful shows. You can tell his hand was at work here, but also the writer and the executive producer, I believe, mm-hmm. are the same person whose name I did oh. not know, unfortunately. But now I will Google her and watch everything she's been involved in because yeah. I really, this was very well done. The quality was very, very high. Mm-hmm. If Netflix 
Oh, we can shift the topic here, Joa. If Netflix <laughs> was producing this quality and this caliber all the time, they wouldn't be <laughs> going down the drain. Losing so many subscribers, huh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and let's be honest, they deserve to lose subscribers. Yes. Who has a worse who has a worse search engine than Netflix? Who? Golly, yes. No one. No one on earth. Who has a worse algorithm? Even now, like I've had Netflix. Uh, come on. We've all had Netflix for like since the start. So for a very long time. And still the algorithm has no idea. Gives me horror all the time. The last mm -hmm. thing I will ever watch is horror. And it's just horror, horror, horror. Oh my goodness. It has it all wrong. I'm a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I can't handle anything gory. I love a mystery. But even when I watch a mystery with my husband, if I sense there will be violence or a body or anything or blood, I close my eyes and cover my face and tell my husband, tell me when it's safe to look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a baby. And all it gives me is horror. No, uh -uh. friends. No. Amazon Prime, where I watch far less, uh, far less, because I only watch things that are free. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it makes better recommendations and the, come on the search feature come on yeah it's yeah. so much better that's and so weird because netflix was first before yeah. amazon i feel like they should like take some pointers from the other service and like disney is out now disney plus channel or whatever producing mm -hmm. content and hbo has 97 channels producing content and showtime and Everybody and his brother has a channel producing content. Too many. And I feel their biggest competition, personally, this is my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. Go ahead. Tell me. Leave me a voice message. I'd love to hear it. Uh, I think YouTube is the biggest oh, competition yeah. for all these channels because you can see such fresh, clever, new, interesting, never before done or done in a very different way kind of content that you usually don't see in bigger budget productions, which mm -hmm. is so counterintuitive. You'd think bigger budget would be more clever, more creative, more interesting, but often the opposite. Yeah, bigger budget doesn't mean better creativity or better products sometimes, yeah. And um, small business, man, they look like, you know, the, the little engine that could because they come out, you know, swinging, they win a lot of the time. So yeah, I like YouTube, I, it's growing on me. I recently was introduced to the shame of this, Joa, the shame. Don't, 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 Joa, don't come for me. I was recently introduced to Chateau content on the... Wait a minute, <laughs> I don't know about that. What is that? Like Chateau, renovating chateaus oh, on the... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. On YouTube. Yes, So yes. I am watching how to, this is amazing, how to renovate a chateau. And then the subtitle is, without hating your partner. Oh. Uh. <laughs> I just, they're very likable people too, Philip and Anna. Yeah. And they're renovating their chateau and they're friends with other chateau people. And they are smart enough to include a lot of the people working on the chateau as sort of characters. Yeah, and yeah. they have the French lesson of the week with Nathan and they oh. have Benoit, you know, and it's, there's a tongue in cheekness about it too, which is kind of wonderful. You just want to be friends with them, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of lovely. So that, and then they went, uh, they went to a party, an Easter egg hunt recently, at oh, another nice. YouTuber who's renovating a super ginormous chateau, which is Chateau Diaries. I had never watched Chateau Diaries before, but now hmm, there we are. Oh, now I'm gonna watch Chateau Diaries. What? I'm not usually. I don't, it's interesting because I'm not usually this person. If I told you what I normally watch on YouTube, oh, we have an episode of that. Yes. I mean, yes, I do. am like watching van life and living in the woods by yourself, renovating yeah, a cabin. Yeah. That's you, my yeah. usual jam. The usual nomadic stuff. Yes. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I've been watching Mav on YouTube, which Mav goes fishing and he camps in the back of his truck. I don't know. He likes snow. I like snow. I feel we've bonded. He's kind of chill. And um, somehow I just like chill, snowy, uh -huh. cold weather kind of stuff. So that's that's why I watch that. And he yeah. makes fishing look really cool. Like I've never really been a person for fishing, but he makes fishing look super cool. Aww. And uh, but you know yeah, what I watch? 
I want to watch. I want to watch Chateau Renovations now. You, remember that that movie that we watch about the chateau for Christmas? Yes, that's with what Brooke it Shields. Yeah, yes. that's what it reminds me of now. So now I yes. really want to watch the real life version. Yes, <laughs> they are so clever too. They're just oh, they're clever and they're lovely and mm, love. love. I'm gonna love, find love. them. Yeah. How to renovate a chateau without hating your partner. I just <laughs> come See, for long titles. <laughs> they don't have as many followers as or as many subscribers rather as Chateau Diaries, just so <laughs> it's not a competition. There's room for everybody. Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> But that's yes, so and if you're looking for something else that's delightful on Netflix and need something to watch, mm. I would recommend season seven of, oh gosh, is it Grace and Frankie or Frankie and Grace has just been released and it is going to be the final season. Is it Grace and Frankie or Frankie and Grace? I thought it was Frankie and Grace. Okay, so Frankie and though. Grace with Jane Fonda and mm -hmm. Lily Tomlin and Martin Sheen. Oh, just, just just amazing oh grace and frankie i'm sorry grace and frankie grace American and frankie comedy series yes on netflix their last season that show when it came out it was kind of surprising that because i think it came out in like 2015 and it was kind of wonderful that they showed like older people mm -hmm. going through real life scenarios that we don't necessarily associate with older people and showing like the fullness of their lives and them really living. So yeah. And now yeah. we're going to kind of wrap it up. Their journey is coming to a close. The whole cast is back, which is pretty impressive for season seven because it's a pretty big cast now. Nice. So, pretty great. Nice. Pretty great. And that Love was it. something that you and I talked about, like how we want to see older people portrayed, not like elderly and all, you know, frame yeah. and all of that, but just like, like how they are in real life, you know, exactly. still living their best lives, you know, still going out and doing things. Yeah. Uh, that's why I make it a point to follow them on TikTok too. Like all the older crew. There's an older crew in TikTok, by the way, and it's thriving and I'm all here for it. Okay. I have to get over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They dance. They do all sorts of stuff. Like they do jokes under, under kids and everything. It is just it hilarious. I love it. Uh, they're shoot, they're living their best life better than me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> now, Joa, I know, I know. Everything, I myself. Everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. <laughs> everything's gonna be all right. There are books to read. Yes, yes. cats to foster. Yes, <laughs> mountains to climb. Friends, if you follow Joa on Instagram. <laughs> Joe's been like climbing sand dunes or something. Joey, you were hiking. Where were you hiking? Because it looked rigorous. It was rigorous. Somebody lied to me and they was like, oh, I was like, okay, level, expertise level, right? What's the expertise level? Oh, it's like beginners, they told me. I was like, okay, you know, so I was like, I was feeling myself. I was like, okay, Robin. <laughs> the first hill, the first hill, the first hill to get to the hike to where you begin. I was out of breath. I was like, oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, help me, Ooh. you know, save me. I was, I, I was out of breath. And it was like, it was a steady climb. And oh, my gosh, she's really going through it right now. But it was a steady climb. And it's like, so we're going to, it's called Mount Cristo Rey. And it has this this big old big old cross, kind of like Rio de Janeiro, kind of you know when Jesus is on the cross. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like that, but a way smaller version of it. And it's and it's two point five miles. I don't know how to do the math for kilometers. Is is Octavia okay? She's okay. She's not happy because she's far away by the. Hold on, let me go see. Does she need help? Okay, hold on. She was calling for my husband who was in the garage. This oh. girl. Jesus. Is she a daddy's girl? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 
That's very sweet. Jesus Christ. He feeds yeah. her. That's why, Joe. Yeah, he feeds her. <laughs> <laughs> He's here in the house with her more often than yep. me. So, yeah. So, that's, she is a daddy's girl for sure. Oh, also, your cooking videos. We'll get back to your hiking, but your cooking videos. Actually, your husband's cooking. You yeah. and your husband cooking. <laughs> you really need that on YouTube. That is amazing. Yeah. And I love, like, your husband has such good energy about cooking, which I forgot good energy about cooking was even possible. So uh, yeah. that was exciting to watch. Yeah. And here I was thinking that I should do, like, a uh, a a hating while cooking or cooking hating uh video and uh and that video came out of nowhere because i was like "Ooh, because that is so us you know where we try to be healthy and we do like <laughs> vegetarian or something like that and then uh but then we put lard on it <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh we put bacon on it <laughs> he says because we have a little left over yeah. <laughs> oh yeah Nothing goes to waste in our house. He's like, he refuses. He has that, well, you know, that that immigrant hardship mentality. Oh, yeah. Where like, nothing is going to waste here. We are using everything. And we literally do. It's like love a sin that. to throw anything away in the trash over here. Oh, I love that. I'm the same. I cannot waste food. I love that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how brilliant. we are. Yeah. So a good friend who's obviously on your side told you, oh, this is a very easy hike. And yeah. as you started, you realized it was a lie. Was not. <laughs> and friends, remember that it, at the spa, Joa works out daily. She yeah. has her Peloton. She's yeah. Joa's moving and shaking. So Joa's in shape. I'm not that and out of shape. Yeah. I don't think you're out of shape. I mean, you do your daily exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Walking to Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> Walking to Starbucks and drinking That's my right. matcha. Matcha latte. Woo. It's green, so it must be healthy, right? It's green, so it must be healthy. Mm. Like Shrek. No. Like Shrek. Okay. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> so did you continue on the hike? Did you oh, turn yeah. back? Yeah. No, no, no. Um, we did it as a group with the company. So Oh, you were no, no. all there. Yeah, nice. we was all there. But you see in my pictures that I'm alone, but that's because I was all the way in the back. <laughs> I was all the way in the back struggling. <laughs> Noah was checking for stragglers. She didn't want anyone left there behind. You go. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly what I was doing. I was making sure was all the soldiers were in front of me. Taking no one was care of me. her troops. Yes, yes, yes. absolutely. Yes. That's, that's what I'm going with. You heard that's that? Right. Everybody heard that? That's exactly what I was doing. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> How long did you hike for? Like, was it like half an hour up, half an hour down or was no, it longer? Two and a half miles up. And that took us like, um, I want to say like an hour. And then we, we went up there, we took pictures and then we came down going, coming down was a little faster. So it was like two hours all in all from me getting there, you know, everybody getting together and doing accountability and then going up and coming down. It was like two hours total. Were you exhausted when you finished? Because it's hot oh, yeah. in El Paso now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, so Robin and I are part of the Little Bladders Club. So whenever <laughs> I do things like this, it's, it's a conundrum. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's anxiety ridden when um, I do things like that. Because you know what's going through my head, right, Robin? Yeah, I do. How much do I drink, you know, so that way I don't have to have yes. to go to the bathroom while I'm doing this. And um <laughs> <laughs> TMI podcast. You know, yeah. So it's like now, like you said, El Paso is hot, so I don't want to dehydrate and pass out, and people have to like carry me out. You know, so it's like this fine line of how much hydration should I have, and and all of that. So it's like I didn't get my water bottle. I didn't carry it with me because it does me no good, and I will have to use the bathroom while I'm up there. And there are no porter johns um, up there. It's just at the really? bottom. Yeah, oh, at the bottom. At the okay. bottom. That's the bottom. it. Once you're up okay. there, that's it. You got to wait until you come back. And once again, I'm with a group of people, so I can't necessarily, like, you know, find a yeah. spot and go either. Yeah. Um, because even when I'm at the bottom, it's like it's like a spiral staircase as you go up the mountain, right? That's how the trail is. So if you're at the bottom and like I'm in the back, right? So other people can look down and see where I'm at, you know, because they're <gasps> ahead of me. 
oh. and, and vice versa. So since I'm going down, I was at the top and they can look up and see where I'm at. So it's like, mm. there's no way for me to hide and go. <laughs> oh man. So it was, it was, it was a bit uncomfortable, but you know, I think we're on the same struggle bus when it comes yeah. to that. Yeah. 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 And then you have to get in the car and drive. Yes. Which is so worse. <laughs> I stopped at Starbucks, the nearest Starbucks, you know. Okay. So that way I can, you know, celebrate, go to the bathroom there and give myself kudos for finishing and get my venti flat white. What did you get though? Which one? Oh, you got a fat you got a, a flat, flat white. white. Yeah, venti Iced? flat white with um no oat milk and two pumps of caramel, which I'm gonna up through two, three next time. Cause it's not sweet enough for me yet. Three so I, pumps of caramel. Yeah, that's pretty. That maybe just stay with two. That's pretty okay. sweet. Okay. <laughs> I have diabetes in my family tree, so maybe I should stay with two. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Maybe just add a little. <laughs> hold that back a little. Uh, you didn't have it iced. I'm very surprised. No, no, I didn't. Cause I was blasting the AC. I was like, no, I'll keep it warm. I did burn my tongue. It's still a little burnt right now. So you're right. I should have had it iced. But uh, this is the TMI podcast. That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> Joe burns your tongue. This is the information, the important details you need, friends, as you're going yes, through. Yes. Yes. We all, this is, I think we all go through things like this. I don't think we talk about it, you know, well, at least not in this forum, right? <laughs> Listen, friends, we're just two strangers getting to know getting each other. Getting to know but, each other. Yeah. This is how we do Netflix it. Netflix shows. <laughs> Netflix, hiking, books, you name it. We talk you about it. it. Yeah. It's all the good stuff. <laughs> all the good stuff. Oh, hey, can I do a shout out to Dal? Yes, Dal says Runo. Yes. Friend Dal. and community member of the podcast. Yes, we love you. And uh, she just emailed me her first three episodes that she has out. To That's her members. Yeah. So she has a, yeah, a coffee. She has yeah. a coffee page and her members get three, her three episodes, right? That she's doing because she's going to be publishing a book here. Uh, as chapters, right? chapters, chapters, chapters. Chapters. Yeah. What did I say? Episodes? Episodes. Ah, oh my God. I'm thinking of the TV show. Yes. Yeah, so she pushed out the first three chapters of her book. Uh, a sci-fi book, what she's doing, and it's amazing. I can't wait to finish it. I'm going to finish it this weekend so that way I can read it and send her some love um, her way because she is the absolute best. We love Doll. She is amazing. She is amazing. She's also available as a sensitivity reader, friends. Mm -hmm. And I cannot think of a better sensitivity reader for issues of disability, for living with blindness. Uh, just she's a lovely person she writes sci-fi i mean imagine the wonder of having a fellow writer as a sensitivity reader who mm -hmm. can tell you both maybe how to portray a blind person or a disabled person miraculously and also you know give you talk to you about the pretty words like she's just lovely yes yes she is and we love and her a good friend of the show mm-hmm I know she's going to listen to this because she listens to all the episodes. So. Hi, Dal. Hi, Dal. Love you. We love you. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Now, Joa, mm -hmm. I wonder if you have any plans for the summer, anything you're looking forward to doing, anything you're looking forward to reading, anything you're yes. looking forward to seeing. What are your plans yes. for the summer now that we're practically in May? I know, right? So I'm going to have my little ones. They're coming over to visit us for their summer break. So two, two joyful bundles of joy will be seeing me. And um, maybe Chloe, the, the girl, she may make a cameo appearance here on the podcast while she's here with us. Um, because Chloe is a diva. She is a person in her own right. And she's just oh. an absolute force to be reckoned with. That's Chloe in a nutshell. And I can't wait for you guys to hear her because that's, yeah, that's who Love. she is. I will have to get permission from her mom, obviously, just to make sure it's okay. Of course. Uh, you know. No and, question. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no question. But if she says yes, then you guys will be listening to Chloe. If not, then that's okay. Just take it from me. Uh, she's an amazing person. Love that. Yeah. And 
for my TBR. So I just put it on my story. So if you guys are following me on Have a Cup of Jahani at Insta in Instagram, in, in there I posted a video of all my TBRs and I can't wait to read some of those books. I don't think I'm going to get to all of them in the summer, but I, I want I want to dig a little bit more in the, you know into those books because they're amazing. What kind of books are on your TBR and does it exceed 100 books? <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't exceed 100 books. Uh, some of the ones, let me look at it real quick. Uh, want to read. Of course, there's a few middle grades in there. Um, Shocker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Sanctuary. Oh, yeah, I write middle grades. So Sanctuary is one of them. Witchlings by Claribel Ortega, who is yes. a fellow Dominican author. I love her. I follow her on Twitter. Which links just came out is already a New York Times bestseller. And that's definitely on my TBR read to, um, to read. And what else? What else? Um, oh, I follow a writer on Instagram, Wesley Parker. So I have his two books on my TBR, Coffee and Condolences and Headphones and Heartaches. And on Coffee and Condolences, I believe he uses some of his experiences as a foster child and weaves that into the story. So it's, I, I can't wait to read it. It's going to be great. I have as well, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, which I have heard so many good things about it. So me too. I had to add that one. It's like several people have told me about that one. Mm -hmm. I want to read another Colleen Hoover book, Ugly Love. Mm, okay. You know, Colleen Hoover, we liked her last time. Mm -hmm. uh, the School for Good Mothers by Jessamine Chan. Yes, I've seen such mixed reviews of that book yes. that I added it to my own TBR because <laughs> any book that has mixed reviews makes me so curious. Yes. And another author that I'm, I'm reading again, another one of her books, because I love the other one, is The Daughter of Dr. Muro by Silvia Moreno Garcia. And um, it sounds interesting. And I like her style of writing. So, and one last one, I, I have a whole bunch, but one last one that I want to mention that is a YA, two last ones, The Lesbiana's Guide to Catholic School, because yes, Sonora Reyes, the title. Yes. Yeah. And The Loophole by Nas Kutub. Um, He is an author that I met on Clubhouse amazing person. I love his energy and I can't wait to read his book that just came out. Oh, awesome. Love yeah, that. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to be reading more of Alison Galen. Alison Galen graced yes! on the podcast recently. She's the author of The Collective and an Edgar and Seamus award winner. And I just feel like The Collective is such an achievement. I like her writing style is very clean, very very complete story. So I want to read more of her books and I'm hoping, you know, maybe that'll rub off on me, Joey. You never yes, know. Yes. Yes. It's good to read in, in your genre too. I, I've noticed that because you get to kind of like understand a little bit more the, the genre, the trends and all of that. And through osmosis, you know, kind of clean up your own as well. I've noted that um, when it comes to me. Um, yes. Her books are thriller. But I do have a thriller standalone in the works. Anybody who knows me knows I have 8,000 books in the, I have so many books in the wings waiting, but don't worry, they're coming friends. I am now a publishing machine, I can assure you. Yes. Fact, that's true. I am a publishing machine. I'm going to have books and books and books and books and books and books. I and know books. that once you, you push this baby out, that the next one is going to be easier. The next one is going to be easier, you know, and so forth, so forth, because you would have learned so much, you know, about all these, publishing. Yeah, yeah. All these tedious things, you know, but the nuances and all of that, mm -hmm. you gotta be like, yeah, I got it. I know. It's funny because the writing for me, I'm not someone who struggles with writing in, in general. So the writing for me is the easy part. And then the, the publishing, the nitty gritty of the how to of actually get the book, out, how to get that book out there. That's the part I don't enjoy. And that's mm. the part I struggle with. So, mm. but there you go. Learning and growing, just like Joa said, I'm learning mm -hmm. and growing. It learning gets easier and, and easier every time. And getting and, better. And I need to share my stories because 
I have so many and they're special stories. My stories always have a little something fresh, a little something different. I don't write what's already been written. So the world needs my stories and I'm going to share them and it's wonderful for all of us. Yes. I can't wait. I can't wait to read them. But besides that one, what else do you have on your TBR? Or is it just, <gasps> I know you have oh, more. I have so much more on my TBR <laughs> that I have to open my Goodreads because friends, <laughs> who could remember 97,000 books? Not me. <laughs> Not I, said the little brown hen. Not I. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I want to read Lucy Foley's uh, The Paris Apartment, which I've also heard mixed things about. Like Joa said, The School for Good Mothers by Jessamine Chan. Ooh. I want to read 10 Steps to Nanette by Ooh. Hannah Gadsby, uh, which is nonfiction. I believe that's a memoir, if I'm not mistaken. 10 Steps to Nanette. I want to read Pachinko. I have owned Pachinko this is a, sign, a kind of a shame. I have owned Pachinko for years, probably since it was first published. Pachinko is by Lee Min Jim, and I have not yet read it. And I want to read it before it's spoiled. Do you know what I mean? Before yeah. someone tells yeah. me what it's about. I want to read A Tidy Ending by Joanna Cannon. Joanna Cannon, I loved her other books. What was one of her books was Goats and The Trouble with Goats and Sheep. And Three Things About Elsie are her two other books, both God, which I, I love her titles. Mm, for what, sure. What's her genre? What What are the books about? What is her genre? Contemporary? Okay. Yes. Okay. Literary fiction? Okay. Maybe literary fiction? Gosh, golly. I haven't been thinking about it. I'm unprepared for the question. <laughs> okay. It's okay. It's okay. No worries. I want to read The Book of Cold Cases by Simone St. James. Mm. I want to read, oh, this is a Joa recommendation. The Absolutely, this is, I think so. The Absolute yes. True Diary of a Part-Time Indian by Sherman Alexie. Yes, read it, Robin. Read it. I want to read that. You're going to love it. I want to read, oh God, there's so many. I, I want to read The Memory Police by Yoko Ogawa. I, think I love that's the on title. TBR, I think. I want to read Girl A by Abigail Dean. Oh, you know. Oh, I want to read The Office of Historical Corrections by Danielle Evans. Mm. I want to read An Honest Woman. That was on our TBR by Janina Carton. Yes. I wasn't able to get the book. So I'm trying to work out how I can get the book. Sometimes that's the problem is just physically getting the book. The Ghost in the House by Sarah O'Leary. I want to read that. The Ghost in the House, friends. What an interesting idea. A woman wakes up and watches her husband in her house, but she can't, he, she talks, but he can't hear her. And he doesn't seem to see that she's there. <gasps> and over time she realizes she's a ghost in her house. That is not a spoiler because that's on that's the back cover the, copy. Yeah. So the ghost in the house, I've heard it's beautiful. It's emotional. Oh. It's poignant. It's kind of lovely. So anyway, I want to read that. I want I to read already. <laughs> yes. I want to read convenience store woman by Sayaka Murata. I want to read more Haruki Oh, Haruki Murakami, I want to read more. I want to read The Inheritance of Orkida Divina by Soraya yes! Cordova. I want to read uh, just, I, you know, it is kind of all the books. I really do want to read everything. I want to read Transcendent Kingdom by Yagyasi, Detransition Baby by Tori Peters, How the One-Armed Sister Sweeps Her House by Cherry Jones, Raven Song by Jennifer Bressington Crowley, Bird Song by Jennifer Bressington Crowley, um, A Room Called Earth by Madeline Ryan, Bluebird Aww. Bluebird by Attica Locke. You know, if you ask me what I want to read, friends, I, it, it's always a long list. <laughs> <laughs> the Word for World is Forest by Ursula K. Le Guin. I have read, uh, what did I read by Ursula K. Le Guin? A different book. And it was so, it's funny because science fiction sometimes sneaks up on you. Yeah. So I read the, what is it called? The left hand of, is it the left hand of darkness or the right hand? It's the left hand of darkness, I believe, is the title of the book that I read by Ursula K. Le Guin. And when I finished the book, I would have given it like a four star rating, right? Mm -hmm. But my God, I still think about what she did at the ending. I still think about the story and the characters. 
it stayed, stayed with, you. with you. Yeah. And my God, if I rated it now, I'd probably give it six or seven stars because yeah. a story that stays with you a year later, like a lot of books, I read them and I enjoy them, but then I don't necessarily remember the details or the character yeah. names or the plot, right? Yeah. A year later. And that book I remember, that book I could recite like chapter by chapter. So if a book stays with you like that, I think it's something special. So I'd like to read more Ursula K. Le Guin. Oh, yes, yes. Hey, I was I was researching the one that you was talking about, the memory police. And I absolutely love it. The the concept of it. I'm like, wow, yeah. this is this is a book. I loved it. Did you see the cover? Is it nice? I, yes. Yeah. Oh, my. This is my first time seeing this book. That's why the title caught me right away. So now looking at it, I'm like, yes, I'm going to add it now. The memory police. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Add it. Add it. So many. There's just so many wonderful books. And I love the way that a book, especially like speculative fiction or science mm -hmm. fiction or fantasy, can take reality, turn it on its ear and make you look at things a different way, make you think about things a different way, maybe make you excited about something you never thought about before. Mm -hmm. Books are a dream. Books are an adventure. Reading is wonderful. Reading uh -huh. is a gift. Yes, it is. It so is. Oh, that's our and public service announcement. Okay. Ah! <laughs> Reading is a gift. Hey, we need a song, man. We need a song. Yeah. All right. I'm working on some songs for reading and books and words and exciting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but now, friends, now, now it's time for Joe and I to save the world. One book at a time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.